When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. So, as coaches say, focusing on the players who were there, I think uh, Alan Williams was able to get to the podium and talk about Kyler Gordon. Kyler Gordon is, I felt like, uh, somebody who had a pretty up-and-down rookie year, Dan. Somebody who showed a lot of promise, but also showed a lot of room to grow with some, you know, big mistakes, um, some things that rookies are going to go through. I find it interesting that they're – Willing to, I don't want to say sacrifice, but be, I think take advantage a little bit of his athleticism and versatility by taking him from the outside and moving him to the nickel spot. I know it's a 12th, 12th starter role, but the fact that he, you know, maybe, I don't say push back, but even talked about how he's more comfortable on the outside, but he's willing to play nickel, shows you what kind of teammate he is. But with Alan Williams talking about, um, Kyler Gordon, what stood out to you about the way he described his rookie year and what he is expected to be doing this season? Yeah, so Kyler Gordon is one of the fascinating characters in this rebuild because he is the headliner of Ryan Poles' first draft class in 2022. And he's going to have to emerge into uh, one of these you know, long-term starters, second contract guys that you're getting something out of every single week um, so that you can continue on the pace of, of, of ascension that you want to continue down. Matt Eberflus was very clear a year ago at this time that, that the, the desire to play rookies was with a long view with an understanding that they were going to experience some some roller coaster moments, some ups and downs, some bumps in the road that were going to test them mentally, that were going to test their resilience and their fortitude. And then ultimately in the long haul, it was going to be beneficial because they would get through some of those bumps in the road before it was time for the Bears to be in, in, in win now mode, right? Which hopefully we're progressing towards. So ideally, the experiences that Kyler Gordon went through as a rookie are positioning him to have a much more comfortable and calm second season in this defense at a position now inside that is very demanding in that nickel role with with two guys and Jalen Johnson and Tyreek Stevenson likely on the outside um, that will allow him to specialize in this in this slot corner role. The most interesting thing for me, and we'll hear from Alan Williams here in a second, was just the idea that year two provides relaxation, you know, and that relaxation should provide um, production and and just a little bit more confidence and certitude there in the defense. This is how Alan Williams kind of described what Kyler Gordon is uh, doing and where he's at in in the the second season of his development. Well, it is a product of not being a rookie. It's just relaxing. Last year, everything was just um, in a frenzy uh, because he wants to please, he wants to do, he wants to be so good. So it's just... (laughs) all the all the time and now he's okay 
He's relaxing. He's playing within himself. He's got his feet up underneath him. He's calling. He's communicating more than he did. He already communicated before, but now it's more. So you can see when a guy can relax and go out there, and, and we call it the RPMs. That is, RPMs are not always in the red all the time. So then if they're not in the red all the time, that he is mentally alert but he's physically relaxed in how he's playing. Now, that doesn't mean that he's not going fast and he's not hustling and running to the ball. It just means that his RPMs aren't super high. Uh, so that, that would be the biggest difference. I love that analogy. You? Yeah, I mean, calibrating a lot of things, it's, it's managing anxiety, right, and, and without sacrificing or abandoning that natural athleticism. That's a, that's a difficult balance to strike for a lot of guys. I think you saw that especially cornerbacks, because as gifted athletically as you need to be, as explosive as you need to be, there still has to be a timing mechanism. There's got to be an internal clock. Uh, instincts have to play a big role. And I think those are all things that, that I, I think fall into the category when he's talking about RPMs and just knowing how to time things so everything is in sync. And learning how to calibrate your eagerness, you know, your eagerness yeah. to prove yourself, your eagerness to make plays and just just knowing that, OK, it's OK to take that deep breath to calm down a little bit and then let everything around you kind of slow down to a pace that that then you can operate at maximum efficiency. So you hear that from Alan Williams. And then after practice, you get a chance to talk to Kyler Gordon and even his presence at the dais, David, for me, was notable because he did seem more relaxed there as well. Just a guy that, you know, we've all been there. Your second year in the job, you just, you kind of you have your feet on the ground. You just feel a little steadier. And so Kyler, I think, has a, a mature way of understanding what happened to him last year, what needs to happen for him this year. Um, and he was kind of asked to, to, to describe uh, where he's at in that regard mentally. And, and, he, and here's some of what he said. Like one important thing was really just like last year for me, I, I felt like it started becoming easier when I, I read my, my my keys right and uh, and saw the things I was supposed to see and uh, just kind of like uh, brought my vision in and uh, focused on what I was supposed to see and not trying to see everything. I feel like once I did that and I was able to like really read what I, I was supposed to read and not worried about all this other stuff. But not that I'm not supposed to like see the formation and the splits and stuff like that. But when I focused on what I was supposed to see, I just felt like I got to play faster. And so that's definitely something that allows me to go. See, that's important, as important as anything that we heard from about Kyler Gordon from Alan Williams or whoever, John Hoke. Kyler Gordon explaining what he's essentially saying is, is he's going to be playing with more confidence and authority and the things that you need to play cornerback and recover from getting beaten. When you're talking about getting back up after you get knocked down or we saw him lose guys in coverage – and at, at that point, sometimes in games, I wondered where his head would go and how often it would be to how easy it would be to lose confidence that you can't do as a corner. So you're right. Just his overall demeanor seems like he's more in a more mature place as a professional. And I'm sure that the comfort uh, the comfort level has increased a lot. And that's difficult to quantify. He's still somebody that I think did not take a step back next year but I think the ability for him to take a step forward here is there just because he's more he's more seasoned 
as a football yeah. player. Yeah, I play a golf, a lot of golf, as you know, and, it, you know, it's like just don't have more than two swing thoughts. You know, once you start having five or six swing thoughts, you're all over the place and it's frenzied and it's chaotic and the ball doesn't go where you want it to go. It's kind of what I heard in Kyler's voice there describing, like, let me just find the, the couple things that I need to see with my eyes here, react that way and just find the, the, the tempo and the, the rhythm of the game that way. And then I'll ease in and be able to identify all these other things a little bit more naturally. I, again, this is a, a player that, that they invested a lot in. You remember the conversation on draft night in 2022 when it was, okay, they needed receivers and they chose this guy because he was the best player on their board and they believe that he can become an impact starter in this league for a long time. Well, now it's go time, you know, for players like this. And it's it's time to prove that whatever role they give you, you can master that role and you can be what they you envision what they envision you to be. Um, that's going to be absolutely paramount for every phase of this climb that the Bears are trying to make. Uh, Kyler certainly seems ready for it. Now, I will say this, that every conversation we have have in April and May and June, uh, I reserve the right to change it in August when we start seeing a lot more uh, action and intensity and everything else in training camp. And as we get close to the regular season, um, all the good vibes oh, hey, then start to become something a little different, right? That goes without saying. I mean, yeah. there's always the right to change your mind. I mean, this is a podcast. It's not a court of law. Well, I just, I just, I just mean in this, I mean, cause I know you heard this also from Cody Whitehair yesterday who said there's just a different feel in the building. Right. And I turned, yeah. I turned to Mark, Mark Potash immediately after Cody got up and I said, 11 years running there. There's a different feeling in the building on June, on June 1st or May 31st, as, as the case was yesterday. Every year we hear that same bit and you're like, okay, many, many, many times this different vibe and different feeling in the building didn't that. amount to anything. I, I get that. There, there, there is that, 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 that tendency for players to always feel like it's a different vibe. Now is the, the time, yeah. And I'm in the best shape of my life. You know, yeah, and, kind of and, and we're hanging out together on and off yeah. the field, you know. We're going well, to the We really have together. fun when we're drinking beer on a Thursday night. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. You should see us in sync there at the bar. Added uh, 15 pounds of muscle to my frame, you know. Before we get on to Richard Hightower's comments, uh, the special teams coordinator, I, I want to ask you a big-picture question about about Kyler Gordon. You, it's not necessary to answer now, but it's something I'm thinking about. And, and it's not just because – Jalen Johnson isn't there, and it's easy to pick on him. But I do wonder this. Do you think as the Bears look at those two guys specifically, they're starting corners, if you will, their best two corners, whose ceiling do you think they consider higher? Kyler Gordon, the guy they drafted, or Jalen Johnson, really the more proven veteran they inherited? Because I think you get in a pretty good debate. You could use some pretty good tape examples and look at the two right now. Certainly Jalen Johnson is more proven. But I don't know if in three years you're going to look at both guys and think that, hmm, Kyler Gordon has a lot of potential, and I think that's what I'm getting at. Well, when I came back in the league in 2011, I was around one of the best nickel corners to ever play, and that's Antoine Winfield. And so that for me, that's the standard of a guy who just understood – every play and what he was responsible for and how to see it. And so that's kind of your best case scenario for Kyler Gordon is that he continues to mature and evolve and develop into that kind of guy. You know, a guy can be a, a weapon for you as a blitzer, can make tackles, who can understand where he's supposed to be in coverage and do all the things that that position um, requires of you. Now, look, they gave Jalen Johnson a lot of trust in 2022. They let him follow some top flight receivers on occasion, including A.J. Brown in the well-documented game where he gave up a ton of yards, but everyone felt really good about the, the yards he didn't give up. He, you know, And so it was kind of that mixed bag with Jalen Johnson where they were comfortable saying, go shadow him. Take them the whole game. And then the, the numbers kind of threw you off a little bit, and then the tape told you a little something different, and it was a little confusing. But I think they have 
great, great confidence and optimism in who Jalen can be. It's just all about kind of the consistency component and just getting that production up a little bit. You know, you have to be able to take the ball away in this defense to become a star, to become a standout, you know? And so that's the next step for Jalen Johnson. Um, if they get that right at those, with those two guys, and then obviously Tyreek Stevenson, a rookie who physically looks the part every time you watch him practice, you're like, okay, I get it. Right. I understand the, that, 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 that the traits, the length, the speed, the explosion, all that stuff is right there for you. If they can get those three guys playing um, close to their potential for this upcoming season, man, it's going to be a, a much better looking defense. 